This episode of Cut the Crap Podcast is brought to you by Sierra Sil Health. Sally Adams from British Columbia, Canada writes, I started taking Sierra Sil on the advice of a caring friend. Within one week, my life had completely changed. I had no aches and no longer walked with my cane. The aches I had tolerated for some years and was getting worse suddenly disappeared. It's only been two weeks and I cannot believe the results. I can sleep in comfort, I can do my everyday chores and enjoy life moving freely again. My good friend can hardly believe this as well. I'm so, so thankful to him and to Sierra Sil for giving me my life back and my freedom to enjoy this life. This is just one of thousands of testimonials from happy clients of Sierra Sil. And I want you to try the Sierra Sil 14-day challenge today. And if you don't notice better mobility and less stiffness, they will give you your money back 100% guaranteed. Also, when buying online, don't forget to use the coupon code CUTTHECRAP, all one word, and you'll get 15% off. Like I say every week, feel free to support your local distributors of Sierra Sil. Of course, by all means, do that. But if you're looking to get a discount on your product, go to sierrasil.com and get a discount by entering in Cut the Crap, and you'll get 15% off. Nice and easy. So go to sierrasil.com. That's S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com. sierrasil.com. Filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book. Without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiuri. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week I make sure you never have to read a business book again because I'm doing all that dirty work for you. Have a good month, you guys. Really, really good month. Podcast is growing more this month than any other previous month. And I got to thank all you guys out there for sharing it with your friends, your family, your peers, your coworkers, whoever it is, and uh, continuing to grow this show. It's fantastic. To me, it just makes me so happy because I started this podcast with the idea that, you know, I just create a library, a library of business book summaries and uh, different golden nuggets and different strategies. And to see where it's going and to th- imagine where it's going to go a year from now, it's incredibly exciting. So thank you so much to all of you for your continued support for listening. It means a lot to me. Before we get into the show, I just want to tell you, if you haven't already signed up to the weekly summaries, go to cutthecrappodcast.com and sign up for the weekly summaries. So it's a PDF version of the golden nuggets that I'm sharing today with you. So if you want those summaries, go to cutthecrappodcast.com and sign up for those summaries. All I need is your first name, last name, and email address, and I'll make sure that's in your inbox every single week. All right, let's crack right into this one. Today's book is Make It All About Them. This is a really great book if you're trying to take a different approach to presentations. In today's commodity-based marketplace, it's harder than ever to differentiate yourself. And one of the best places to do that is with your presentation. However, not a lot of us are taking advantage of this. And we're just developing a very standardized PowerPoint deck and we're presenting it. It's not all that differentiated, is it? We look like everybody else. So, the reason I chose this book was to give you guys some stimulus, something to think about when you're creating your next presentation. Before you create your next presentation, I would love if you guys took something from this podcast and incorporated it into your presentation to do something differently. Now, I personally, I like this book because what it did was it stirred my mind. And while the book had, you know, a lack of detail in terms of different things I could do, What it did do for me was it just allowed my mind to say, hold on a second, let's break the rules of how you've done it before and allow yourself to think a little bit differently within the context that Nadine Keller sets up for us. 
So I think she did a great job of it. She didn't bring to it a lot of creativity in terms of different ideas we could do, but that's what I'm here for. I'll help fill in some of those blanks with some creativity, some different ideas that you can get started with today in your presentations if you want to do something different. So let's crack right into this one. Golden nugget number one, create an experience. So today, traditional sales presentations, they are boring. And they're boring because they focus on the content, what we do, and not on the how, the experience. And so Keller suggests to us that if we want to make our presentations compelling, if we want to make them sticky, if we want to make them stand out in the marketplace, we have to focus more on the experience and not on the content in terms of what we do, our services, what makes us great, all that stuff. That stuff's not sticky. And I agree. I mean, that's what everyone's doing. So let's do something that not everyone else is doing. Let's do something different. Let's stand out in the minds of our marketplace. Let's attract attention and hold that attention. So here's an example that she used in the book. Al Gore spent a good deal of his effort prior to and during his 2000 presidential campaign trying to bring attention to the dangers of global warming. Now, the problem was Al Gore wasn't very successful when he did all of this. After losing the election, he decided that he wanted to work with the California company to create a slideshow on global warming. The slideshow was later made into a film called An Inconvenient Truth, and the film received an Academy Award, and Gore was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for this film. So Keller points out with this example that what Gore did here was that he didn't change his message, he changed how he said it. He created an experience for the audience unlike any other, and he became a rock star as a result of that. So I like that example. It's a good example that got me thinking. It started to stir the thoughts in my head, and I started to think about how I can create an experience instead of presenting, you know, that classic old presentation. So I use stimulus like that Coke versus Pepsi. That's an experience that they created to demonstrate the quality of their product. Great presentation. It worked for many years. You know, we've seen many advertisements based on it. But the problem with that is that that's a B2C scenario. And a lot of you listening right now are not in that scenario. So it's not very you know, applicable to you. But what about B2Bs though? Well, instead of a presentation where you give people, again, the classic slide-by-slide slide about what you do, what if you created a checklist of potential challenges that person or organization might be facing? And you give them that checklist to check off boxes that concern them. Now, what they don't know, though, is that you have a story for each challenge that is on that page. So once you get that sheet back and you look it over and you see what they checked off, the particular challenge they checked off, you then break into a specific story about a client that addresses that specific challenge. You talk about their challenge. You talk about what you did for them. You talk about how their business changed. But you don't allow all that content to go up on the slides. No, you become the storyteller. You tell that story yourself without the help of your slides. How you use your slides is you use your slides to feature pictures, pictures perhaps of your clients, pictures of graphs, of different data sets. The slides should be there to add more value to the presentation. Okay, so you have the story. You're the storyteller. You have some graphs. You have some visuals. Next, hit them with some videos. Feature a video testimonial from your client as well too. Again, it's breaking it up. It's giving them a different experience. Once you give them that, then once you're done your presentation, give your prospects a reference letter from that client on their own corporate letterhead. Now you're hitting them with something physical. You hit them with a video. You hit them with visuals. You hit them with a story. You're giving them an experience that they very likely haven't had before because you're hitting them from all angles and you're giving them something different. That's something that I easily can see a lot of you guys doing and turning into something very successful for yourselves that really pulls people into the story and engages them. They're not sitting there bored reading through your slides about what we do, what makes us great. 
Come on, guys. That crap's old. It's been done for so many years. It's time to change the game. It's time to change it up. Now, that's one example, and I like that example, but you might want to use this tactic that I've used multiple times where instead of giving them a presentation, I get that list of challenges back and I ask for their permission to leave them with value before the end of the meeting. So my exact words are, you know, guys, I want to make sure that I'm adding value. I don't want to make sure I'm not wasting your time. So can you guys fill out this checklist? What it's going to do is going to help me focus this presentation. And I give them the checklist. They go through it. They always say yes, of course. They go through it. They fill it out. They give it back to me. Now, when I get it back, I look at it and I say, guys, thank you so much for this. It's good stimulus for me to focus this presentation. Can I have your permission to break into a little bit of a different style of presentation so that I can add value to you so that when we walk away... You have some value and actionable insights that you can take and work into your business. And I want to make sure that you're leaving this learning something. Is that okay with you guys? Nobody ever says no to that. Nobody ever says no. If you're going to deliver value in the presentation, hey, I wasn't expecting value. I was expecting a boring presentation. So by all means, deliver value to me. They love that. So what I do is I actually start strategizing right there in the meeting. I pull them into my process and I give them an experience of what it's like to work with me and it makes their decision to buy that much easier. That's something that I do all the time. It's incredibly successful and the reason it works is because it's unexpected. They're not expecting that. Like I said, they're expecting the old style presentation. And if we remember back, I think it's episode 26 or 27, made to stick. Sticky ideas are ideas that are unexpected. That's one of the elements of the ideas of stickiness is to have an idea that's unexpected. Give them something that they just didn't expect coming in there. They expected a presentation. They didn't expect free consulting from you. Give them some consulting. Pull them into the process. Show them what it's like to work with you. That's an experience that is incredibly valuable. I do that all the time, and the reason it's successful is because they can see how we collaborate. They see how I work. They see my demeanor, how I communicate. They see how we get to certain solutions, and because of that, they now know what it's like to work with me. The experience was rich. There was value there. They loved it. They walked away feeling positive about it. They want more of that. So because I give them an experience, that's why they bought Something incredibly easy that I think a lot of you guys can do. So I gave you two different things that you guys can do here to enrich your prospects or your clients' experience when you're giving presentations. Please take two of these things away. If there's two things that you do, definitely take one of these two away and start to incorporate it into your presentations to increase the level of stickiness and increase your chances of success of closing that business by providing them with an experience that's more memorable, more nurturing, more valuable. Golden nugget number two, start with the end in mind. So before putting together a new presentation, it's important for the presenters to spend 15 or 20 minutes just strategizing. The focus of this strategy session should be to determine the big three, otherwise known as the three most important messages that your client's going to walk away from the presentation with. So to determine these key messages, Keller recommends brainstorming with the following as the backdrop. Number one, the client's needs. Number two, the strengths of the presenting company. And number three, the competitor's strengths and weaknesses. So once you've gone through and you've really talked about each one, so you've talked about, you know, what are their clients' needs? What do we think their clients' needs are? What are our strengths? What are our competitors' strengths and weaknesses? And once you have this whole list, maybe you might want to consider mind mapping this. Once you have a mind map of all these details and you've exhausted all ideas, she wants you to select three that stand out as the most compelling for your presentation. Keller explains that more than three messages will dilute the presentation and therefore the three messages should serve as a guide to determine what to be included 
and what not to include for the presentation. So another component of the presentation, besides having three key things to focus on, is to incorporate emotion. Keller suggests that presenters need to determine how the team would like to impact the audience's emotions or the experience the team would like the audience to have. Specifically, this is an interesting point here. Keller suggests the team think about the conversation the client will have about the team and not the content following the presentation. So the idea here is that you want them, as you walk away from the presentation, you want your prospects to be thinking about you and not your content so much. And I thought about that. I said, that's very interesting because essentially, I guess they're buying into you. They're not buying into your content. Your content serves as credibility. It serves as foundation for your conversation, but essentially they're buying into you. So you want to inspire them. You want them to think that, man, you know what? Ryan was incredibly knowledgeable or wow, he really facilitated great. He collaborated with us so well. I could see myself working with him or man, the energy he brings to us. It's inspirational. I would love to have that energy on my team. You want them thinking things about you, not so much about your content. Your content is there to serve, to support you doing work with them. I like that distinction. It's very cool. So the goal here is to decide what the team would like the comments to be and then create a presentation that inspires these emotions. So you know what? If you say, I want to leave this presentation with them feeling excited, then great. How can you craft an exciting presentation? If you want to inspire them, then how do we leave with a presentation that inspires them to a greater result? And you build a presentation around the emotions that you want your clients or prospects to be feeling. So I like this one because it gives us a little bit more focus. Again, focus on three key points. And number two, focus on getting some emotion through that. This is something that you can add on to the first golden nugget. Get three focus points and try to build some emotion in that. Think about you know, what you want to leave them with. Do you want to excite them, inspire them? Do you want to scare them? Build a presentation around that. That's going to help make your presentation focused and clear. All right. And this week's bonus nugget, make sure your radio is tuned to WeFM. What is WeFM? We'll get on that in a little bit. But first, this bonus nugget is brought to you by Modern Earth Web Design. The way you interact with your customers has changed. Traditional forms of marketing, they're just not effective as they once were. Are you doing enough to keep pace with your competition? Modern Earth Web Design, they're experts at online marketing and can help you lead the way in your industry with active blog and social media management, ongoing search engine optimization, and targeted pay-per-click campaigns on Facebook, Twitter, Google, and more. Visit modernearth.net to set up a no-obligation consultation to see what online marketing can do for your website. modernearth.net, solutions for an online world. All right, WeFM, what is that anyways? What's in it for me? It's something that we all need to focus on. The problem is when we write content online, it's very much self-serving, right? It's we have the fastest turnaround time. We have the latest technology. We have the largest support team. We are, we are, we are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all about us. It's not about them. When your consumer, when the prospect, when the customer is reading your content, they're thinking about it from the perspective of what's in it for me. That's what they care about. They want to understand why they're coming to you. What kind of competitive advantage are they going to get? What benefit are they going to get from you that they can't get from somebody else? What advantage are you providing them by coming to you and doing business with you? Chances are a lot of you don't spend a lot of time focusing on this. And when I say a lot of you, I mean marketers, even salespeople. When you're developing a presentation, they want to know what's in it for me. If we're not doing that, we're wasting our time and we're not communicating as effectively as we possibly can. We need to spend some serious time going through our PowerPoint decks, going through our website copy, and ensuring that our content is tuned to that radio station, WeFM. You got to remember that, you guys. It's so important. 
I like this one. It's a solid reminder in terms of how we need to be communicating in all of our marketing collateral, whether it's online, whether it's in presentations. Thank you so much to the folks at Modern Earth Web Design for this bonus nugget. Golden nugget number three, turn your presentation into a story. So as you can guess, we're doing presentations differently. The old style of classic presentations, they're boring. They're expected. They lack the power to last in the minds of the prospect or the consumer. You need to be great at telling stories and you need to use your presentation as a storybook for that. So in golden nugget number one, I told you that you need to create a story. This golden nugget is going to tell you a little bit more in terms of how you can do that. So before creating a PowerPoint presentation, as a presenter, you need to storyboard this out. Create a storyboard to draft your presentation. Your storyboard is going to be used to outline the agenda. So your key points, the stories, the proof points that will be included in each section. Your storyboard and its components should be developed around the big three. And the story should be crafted from the client's perspective, not your own perspective. So again, it's not about I and we. It's about you, what you're getting out of it. This is our experience and this is what it means to you. This is why you should care. Okay, so if you want to talk about, oh, our clients loved the work that we did with us. Okay, that's great. Thank you for telling me about yourself. But what does that mean to me? Our clients love us. They love the work that we did for them. And that means a lot to you because we're going to stop at nothing to ensure that you're happy. We're going to make sure that we gather your requirements, that we're going to meet all of your requirements. And you know what? We might actually exceed your requirements as well too. Because in a lot of our clients' cases, we exceeded a lot of their expectations. And because of that, that's what makes them loyal. That's what makes them happy. And that's what makes them stick with us. So you're painting a picture from their perspective. You can talk about the successes you've had, but put it into context for them and what it means to them. Now in your presentation, like I said, it needs to be crafted around the big three. The big three can be driven home with proof points, can be driven home with stories, with metaphors, whatever it is, use stories, metaphors, proof points to create a memorable, interesting, and compelling presentation. So Keller describes stories as the most powerful tool in your sales toolbox. And she outlines a set of guidelines for developing your story. Number one, make sure the message for the story is clear. So why do you want to tell this story? What do you hope to accomplish by telling this story? What points do you want to get across? What emotion do you want to get across? Excitement, fear, confidence, trust. What things do you want to spur up in them? Number two, use names, characters, and places. Anything to make it as real as possible for the audience. Use words to draw pictures as well. So you might want to say there were wall-to-wall flip charts even on the windows. Now what you're doing is you're creating concrete imagery in their minds. And again, I keep referencing this book, Made to Stick. I got to remember what episode that was. I think it was 26, 27, 25, one of them there. Anyways, Made to Stick on Cut the Crap Podcast. We talk about the ideas that need to be sticky. Right here, what we are doing is we're making it more concrete. We're painting a picture in their minds. So use words to draw pictures for your clients in your presentations. And finally, number three, use words and phrases that convey passion and emotion. So you might want to say things like, it is so frustrating for the client that they had to deal with this challenge. And so we came in and we helped eradicate all of the difficulties they were having. You might want to say, you know, we were all so excited when we found out what we were looking for. We could have popped bottles of champagne right there. Using words and phrases to convey passion, excitement, use words to stir emotion. That's your key as a storyteller. That's something that you need to practice and something that you need to really work on as a storyteller. Yes, you're a salesperson, absolutely, but you know what? You're a storyteller first and foremost. 
Get great at telling stories by utilizing some of the techniques, some of the takeaways from golden nugget number three. And last but not least, golden nugget number four, avoiding death by PowerPoint. The deck, as it's called, is traditionally thought of as the presentation. However, let's change your frame of focus here. The presentation is actually you, the one delivering it, or the team. It's not about the deck. It's about you. Keller cautions that if someone can fully understand the presentation by simply reviewing the slides, then there's really something wrong with the presentation. Or perhaps there never should have been a presentation in the first place. To avoid death by PowerPoint, the slides should be developed with the understanding that they are there to support the presenter and not replace the presenter. Now, of course, when you look at your presentation, the design of the presentation, that sends a clear message about the sales team and the company. So you want to make sure that you're picking the colors correctly. You want to make sure that you're picking the images correctly. Make sure that it represents what you want to represent in the marketplace and what you're trying to convey to your prospect. So it's really important that you spend some time to really figure out what it is you're trying to convey through the presentation and make sure the presentation assists you in getting that message across. As you develop each slide, each slide should communicate a very clear message. The slide should be simple and engaging. So the big takeaway that I want you guys to really grab from this golden nugget here is that don't rely on your PowerPoint deck to really take you from a place of obscurity, from the prospect not knowing who you are and what you do, and relying on your basic slides and the presentation itself to get that message across. It's not going to work that way. You are the presentation. You have to provide the experience. It's the emotion that you bring to it. It's the stories that you tell. It's how you utilize the deck to support your arguments. You, yourself, your team, you guys are what makes up the presentation, not your deck. Your deck is only a supporting tool. The problem is, right now, the way that it is, is that people use the deck as the sole focal point. That's it. And you're just there to read the slides. You're just a secondary piece to the puzzle. The primary piece is the deck. The deck is there to support you. I cannot get that message across anymore. The whole purpose of this golden nugget, avoiding death by a PowerPoint, is to make you realize the deck is there to support you and not for you to rely solely on that to get the message across. All right, my friends, there we have it. Make it all about them. Winning sales presentations by Nadine Keller. Really like this book because it really took me down a path to rethink how I approach PowerPoint decks. It's so easy to fall into that status quo mold when it comes to our presentations and we're always looking for a competitive edge in the marketplace in terms of how we present. The presentation is one of the best competitive advantages you can create for yourself if you're able to do it right. And I think with some of the golden nuggets I shared with you guys today, it'll definitely give you that competitive edge if you take what I taught you today and you put it into practice for yourself. Especially golden nugget number one. Some really solid takeaways from that one. All right, you guys, like I said, if you guys want to download the PDF version of this, go to cutthecrappodcast.com, sign up for the weekly summaries. All you need is your first name, last name, and email address, and I'll make sure that gets into your inbox every single Monday. Don't forget to reach out to me, you guys. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know if you agreed with it, if you disagreed with it, if you think you can take some of these things away and use them. Let me know. I want to hear from you guys. Email me, ryan.calajury at me.com. Also, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Twitter. Our Facebook page and LinkedIn page are up for Cut the Crap Podcast as well, too. You guys can go there and connect with me on there as well, too. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. I cannot wait to get back here next week when I have a brand new business book, brand new golden nuggets, and brand new strategies for you to take and use in your business. Have a great week. I love you guys.
every successful person in this world has jumped. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. You eventually, you are going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life. You have got to try to live. If you are waking up thinking that it's got to be more to your life than it is, man, believe that it is. Believe in your heart of hearts that it is. But to get to that life, you're going to have to jump. When you see people in life, when you're standing on the cliff of life and you see people soaring by, and you see people soaring, going to exotic places, you hear about them doing wonderful things. Maybe you look up the street and your neighbor just gets a car every year, every two years. You know, how is he doing that? Have you ever thought, maybe this person right here has identified their gift and is living in their gift. Says your gift will make room for you. Your gift, not your education. You go get an education, that's nice. But if you don't use your gift, that education only going to take you so far. I know a lot of people got degrees, man, that they ain't even using. It's your gift. But the only way for you to soar is you got to jump. You got to take that gift that's packed away on your back. You got to jump off that cliff and pull that cord. That gift opens up. If you don't ever use it, you're going to just go to work. And if you're getting up going to work on a job every day that you hate going to, that ain't living, man. You just existed. At one point in time, you ought to see what living's like. But the only way to see what living's like, you got to jump. And here's the problem. Let me just be real with you. When you first jump, let me tell you something. Your parachute will not open right away. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could tell you it did, but it don't. When you jump, it's not going to open right away. You're going to hit them rocks. You're going to get some skin tore off on them cliffs. You're going to get all your clothes tore off. You're going to get some cuts on you. You're going to be bleeding pretty bad. But eventually, eventually, the parachute has to open. Here's another thing. You can play it safe and deal without the cuts and the tags. And you can stand on that cliff of life forever safe. But if you don't jump, I got another promise I can make you. Your parachute will never open. You'll never know. If I were you, I would jump. Because that's the only way to get to that abundant life. You got to jump, man. You got to take a chance. Do yourself a favor, man. Before you leave this world, before you die, jump. Just jump one time. People want to.